0: Welcome back into the podcast today. We're going to discuss how the Illinois Fighting Illini, you could say, escaped with a win. I'm saying they got back on track. We're just going to discuss the Illinois Fighting Illini versus their game versus FAU as they traveled to Champaign-Urbana. Illinois got the win 23-17. to uh, We're going to discuss the good, the bad, the ugly, and things that they should probably work on as the season goes along. So welcome in. Make sure you guys hit the like button, subscribe button on the YouTube channel, follow right on Apple and iTunes. Uh, helps go a long way. Check out all the affiliate description below. Leave a comment in the comment section down below as well. Be part of the conversation—good, bad, ugly, indifferent. Uh, appreciate anybody that watches or listens or shares it out. So Illinois played FAU uh, to get back on to try to get back on track after that loss to Penn State and all the turnovers they had from quarterback Luke Altmaier. And so this was a game where you, you know on principle Illinois you, you, you say was going to win. And that wasn't necessarily the case. Uh, Illinois came out offensively, was moving the ball and stalled out. Defensively, they were making some plays, but FAU were able to get some drives going. Um, they were able to pick off times that they were in a zone, and then there were certain times they were in man and make a good throw for FAU. And you got to give FAU credit. Uh, they They played extremely tough. They did not back down from Illinois. They looked at it as a game that they could win as well. You know, all of us Illinois fans said on principle they should go beat FAU. FAU had Illinois circled and said that they could beat them. And Illinois was down 10-0. They were down 10-0, uh, and they were able to battle back. They were up at one point um, 20-10, I believe, and then, you know, they came back and scored, and Illinois had to get a field goal, and they had won 23-17. to so we're going to talk about good, bad, the ugly uh, with this game. The good is I think Luke Altmaier started to – he played a lot better. He looked like himself that we've seen at the beginning of the year. Um, Coach Ben Bielma said he called him that night after the Penn State game and talked to him and just to make sure that his mind was right. And Coach Lonnie Jr. worked with him all week, and Coach Bielma said that he loved what he saw, he loved – how they were working on some things during the week. He was 25 of 36, 303 yards and a touchdown. And he also um, provided a rushing touchdown as well. Um, And so I think that shows, you know, the the phrase, you know, from Ted Lasso, if you guys have, uh, uh, spoiler alert if you haven't seen it, you know, he says be a goldfish and being a goldfish means you have a short memory. He had a short memory after he worked on some things and was able to bounce back from that five turnover game. He did not have an interception, um, you know, and so I think from that perspective, you have to be positive with that uh, coming into this game versus FAU. I thought the offensive line pass protected pretty well. I know there was times that Luke had to avoid a hit, but I thought that he played a lot better. But also, the whole line was pass protecting way better than. I thought they had most of the year now. They've had really good moments pass protecting and and some bad ones. I thought they looked a lot better in that aspect. I also thought certain points in the run game, they looked a lot better. It can get better. Um, Illinois started to run the ball more. There was 41 carries, um, eight of them from Luke Ultima, whether it was his zone read or him taking off. Reggie Love the third, had 12 carries. Josh McCray had 14 carries. Um, Reggie Love had 85 yards. Josh McCray had 73 yards. So that combination finally started to come back. Now Reggie Love's longest run was 61 yards. He had a big breakaway. But that's what Illinois needs. They need both those running backs to take multiple reps to wear down an opponent's defense. And then the threat of Luke Altomar actually being able to pass the ball accurately and be able to take off as well on a zone read or When they're down in the red zone, that's somebody else they have to account for. Not that he is like a Lamar Jackson in college, that type of dynamic runner, but the fact that he's athletic enough, he wants to stand in the pocket and throw the ball, but also understands that he can take off and run and do those things. So that just adds another layer to what the defense has to account for. Isaiah Williams had a day, eight receptions for 120 yards. Griffin Moore had a catch for 46 yards. Um, Ryman had 42 yards. Pat Bryant, 38 yards, Henry Boyer, 16, Josh McCray, 14, Casey Washington, 13, Reggie Love, 9. A lot of guys caught a pass. Um, You have Isaiah Williams, Griffin Moore, to uh, Ryman, Pat Bryant, Henry Boyer, Josh McCray, Casey Washington, Reggie Love, uh, Wilker, Beattie. uh, Ten guys with a catch, which is awesome for him to just to dink and dunk and throw it around. Like that, not putting up huge numbers, but Isaiah Williams is able to break some tackles. Um, he averaged 15 yards per carry. His longest uh, catch was 45 yards. I think that was the um, when the pocket broke down. Luke Altmyer rolled out to his right, just threw it up to him, and he was able to go up and make the play. Which, which is what we needed to see. We need to see those type of things um, from this offense. So offensively, there was a lot of good things there. Like I said, we're gonna go through the good, bad, the ugly stuff. Good things on defense were they were rallying to the football. Uh, they they were able to hold FAU after halftime or after the first quarter I should say because Illinois came and scored 14 in the second. They were able to get pressure. I thought the D line really started to bring some pressure. I thought that they were being physical with the receivers. We have a young secondary, have a young uh, safeties and corners, so we have to deal with certain mistakes there, overplaying some man stuff. Maybe they drop too much on their zone defenses, and those are just things you're going to have to deal with as you're figuring out who your identity is and you know, coaching them up and maybe not necessarily playing the defense that you want to play, but you're practicing with them what you want, and then in a game you're putting, calling different things to put them in those situations. Um, I don't think they're focused quite so much like last year where we always compare it to last year where, oh, look at all the yards they do not give up. Look at the little amount of yards they give up. The way college football is moving – you're going to give up yards. You're going to give up plays. It's the bend, don't break. And I think that's kind of the direction Illinois is getting to right now just because of all the new different pieces. If all the guys we had last year came back, completely different. And I think that now they're accepting that as long as they stop people, could try to stop people on most third downs. And they're if they have the short memory of giving up the big plays – And as as long as they don't allow them to score, and that's where the bend-don't-break philosophy comes in, still have the mentality of trying to hit them, this is what's going to happen because FAU, you know, Daniel Richardson came in for their injured quarterback. He throws a really good ball and, and played pretty well. They threw it a lot. He was 28 of 49, 256 yards, two touchdowns, did throw an interception. Rushing, we only gave up 97 rushing yards. Um, McCammon had 89 rushing yards on 17 carries. Uh, and then we just couldn't stop Wester. He, he's a really good receiver, 137 yards out for 13 receptions. Um, they threw it around to a bunch of players as well. Um, we did cause a fumble, and we're, we're able to pick that up. If you look at the total yards, because people like to listen to that and compare everything to last year, um, FAU had 353 total yards, like I said, 256 passing yards, 97 rushing yards. Illinois had 510 total offensive yards, Uh, 303 through the air, 207 on the ground. So those numbers, if you're going by numbers, is pretty good. And that's the type of numbers we need to see from this Illini offense. Now penalties, again, six penalties for 72 yards. That still has to get cleaned up. Um. We did turn the ball over twice, which we have to take control of. Um, we had more turnovers in FAU, which when you turn the ball more over more than the other team, uh, <laughs> you normally don't win, but we controlled the time of possession as well. Uh, we had the ball for 31 minutes compared to 28 minutes. Uh, but, you know, that's a lot of the good stuff. A lot of the bad things is, I guess, you could call it the inconsistency on the offense, where are we a throwing team, are we a running team, You know, always our first drives look really good and it kind of seems to stall out. Those can be a bad thing compared to a lot of people or a slower start. I also thought the receivers, even though we had about 10 guys with catches, there was a lot of times they're open on certain plays and they're just dropping the passes or they stop their route. And that's the type of wide receivers that we have seen the past few years. And I said that in way talking about the season is I feel better about the receivers, but this is what the stuff that they need to correct and do. And I thought they have, but part of that started to show its ugly head. Uh, During the FAU game, you started to see the exact same things that I talked about. If you go listen to that episode about the preview of the Illinois season, that's some of the things I said. The whole offensive line is going to figure itself out in the run game in the pass game. They should move guys around in there, but they started to look better. But the wide receivers, there was like two in a row that they dropped passes right in a row, and those are things you just cannot have as an offense. Then there was times where we miss a block or overthrow somebody and everything like that, but that's going to happen. But, yes, the inconsistency sometimes on offense, not necessarily play calling because things are open, things are there. Um, they do want to establish the run, and I think that now they're starting to figure out how to use their two running backs, all, uh, probably up to three running backs, but the two main ones and Reggie Love and Josh McCray, you do that, the speed and bulldozer, speed and bulldozer, think you're going to be able to figure that out. Defensively, again, sometimes there's missed tackles, um, and the man press, you know, they allowed a guy, whatever, whatever it was, a crossing route, uh, a dig route or something, and they don't stick to the hip quick enough, they get the ball, and there's a lot of uh, that big play that we, I talked about at the beginning. In a zone, if they drop too far back because of some deep threat or they're not reading the right thing, it allows underneath to be open, and they get the intermediate pass, which turns into a bigger play. Those things did start to happen. But again, when I think when you want to be a pure man defense, like we were the past year, and that's where you're striving to get to. Like a, like when Coach Bielma's first go-around, it, it has those same vibes of they want to be man so bad because if they can create pressure up front, it allows them to play man on the backside and everything else, and then it can force turnovers. But if you're dealing with a freshman at corner, you're dealing with a young guy at safety, you're dealing with inexperienced playing time at certain positions, maybe they're just not meant to play man-to-man defense, so you're comboing it you're playing a man zone you're playing quarters you're playing some type of mixed coverage where you have to pass it off and those take a lot of reps those are the things that they still have to continue to work on and get better which they will as they get more one, one thing to do it in practice it's another to do it in a game and then it's another to realize in a game what's working and what's not working going back to practice and having to tweak it and change it because you could sit there and talk about how They can do things on defense and they can do things on offense during the summer, during the fall camp, because you're going against each other. You have practice squad players, but those are not the same as playing in a game. And so just to get right to what I'm thinking, a lot of Illinois fans are now starting to turn into the Bears. Like It's weird. Illinois and the Bears are almost like the same thing going on here talking about their offense and their defense and then I'm watching people how they tweet things about Illinois they're talking about how to fire coach Lonnie Jr. already you know he's not good at play calling why did he call this why did he call this well one we're not in practice watching it number one number two the other thing as well Illinois keeps talking about how they're trying to figure out who they are Like I said, you can kind of figure out who you are during summer, you can kind of figure out how you are during fall camp, but you're going against each other, you're going against practice squad players. When you get into the game and you really start to see who they are, then that's where you can start to really make tweaks. Every team did it. Look at Ohio State and their brand new quarterback. They had an idea of what they were going to be coming in, and as it's gone on, you're starting to see who he can be as the quarterback with the things they have around him, able to do that. Notre Dame, same thing. They became a run team. They, they ran the ball a lot versus Ohio State because that's the type of team that they figured out how they're gonna be. Everybody does it. I'm only thinking of that game because it's the last one I watched. But those are all, that's okay. And then Illinois fans continue to tweet out or post, only scoring 23 points is is it's not the expectation. I think the expectation is to win, right? We can't turn into certain part of Chicago Bears fandom. We can't turn into the fandom of like Illinois basketball calling for Brad Underwood to be fired. Like he still, yes, we're two and two. Coach Miller doesn't want to be two and two. He wants to be four and oh. He wants to be three and one, understandably so. Me too. I would love that. But they're just certain things aren't being executed. The way college football works now, things are a little different. And I have no factual evidence on this, but have you noticed in college football that certain teams now are competing with everybody else? And that could be because of the transfer portal. I don't know exactly all the transfers that FAU got. I didn't do all that research, but I'd have to think they got some transfers in there that can come in and play and do good things because they did do good things. They were physical on defense. They were able to move the ball on offense. So to see, well, this is bad. It's FAU. It's FAU. They're a rebuilding program. And Illinois had it close. They should, you know, 23 points isn't enough. I hear you. I would love for them to score 30 points. I would love for them to score 40 points. But at the end of the day, they got to still execute an offense. If you go back and watch, things are open on offense. We dropped the ball. We didn't throw it to the right person. We didn't break a tackle. Uh, maybe we, you know, anything, anything like that. Uh, and I'm just tired of watching people question the play calling because I mean we kind of can at times but ultimately it's people that have never called a play it's easy to sit there like I did on the chair and watch it It and maybe part of me maybe maybe because I'm a coach and I can think that way but not really questioning the play call they're seeing something that's there and they're calling it and it's got to be executed you know and you could say what you want about defense yeah We're not a defense that's only going to give up like 100 yards a game. We have to be okay to bend and not break, and that's okay. Look at Alabama. They do that sometimes. There's a lot of games they give up a lot of yards, but they win because they don't give up the points. I am okay if we more likely stop them on third down. You know, if we could start to figure that part out, stop people on third down, be okay to give up big plays because we can make the adjustments we can't just all of a sudden look at Illinois saying they need to be scoring 50 points a game. Look at these weapons, blah, 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 blah. You realize that wide receivers are still trying to come into their own. Luke Oltemeyer is new, still coming into this offense. You have new linemen coming together. Linemen still have to mesh together. It's not just big guys pushing people around, contrary to belief. That's not how it works. You have a younger defense. They're going to continue to get better as games go on. And as the more confident they get, then they can start taking risks because they're confident and believe that they're going to come back and do that. So we have to be positive of what we're seeing. And I don't care who you're playing, and that's the thing. As fans, respect your opponent, but fear no one. We have to respect FAU because they are a Division One program. I'm sure they got transfers in to help compete. We have to respect everyone, but fear no one, and no matter what. No matter what it is. And you could sit there, quality, win, quality, win, quality, win. A win's a win. And that's what Illinois is looking at. And think about it. They were down 10-0. Would previous, before Coach Bielema teams, I'm not saying necessarily quit, but um, would, would they have come back and won? I don't know. It shows mental toughness for them. They didn't quit. There was no panic. And then it shows that when they're in that situation, it's going to happen again in the Big Ten as we start going, as we play Purdue next week. And that's going to be a big-time game. That's that's what's going to happen. And we, we we just cannot turn into certain Chicago Bears fandom, and we cannot turn into Illinois Bas- certain basketball fans like as they're going after Brad Underwood. They're going to start going after Bielema. They're starting to go after Lonnie Jr., and they're going to figure it out. We just have to trust we can figure it out. Um, I really like when they go tempo, and I, I think that's something you're going to continue to see because Illinois has been excelling, and I think if you keep the tempo plays – very simple, and what I mean by that is, you get a quick first down. You get, or it's second and long. You get a first down. Only have a handful of plays that you're going to go tempo in, or one or two or three, and then just have unlimited formations to go tempo very quickly. Or it's one word plays, and if the line, if your team knows, hey, there's only these five tempo plays, they don't, they're not overthinking anything. Um, maybe some freeze calls to get them into the right part. They started to use a tight end a lot more in the passing game, which I think has been lacking in Illinois' offense for a while. Um, Now they have a combination of different running backs, and they start to get that mojo going. It's going to be okay, and then as they continue to practice the man coverage stuff in defense, it's going to get better. Um, Illinois still has a window where they're going to compete on their side of the Big Ten and do great things. So Illinois fans, it's going to be okay. We can't be calling for people to be fired right now. People are calling to fire Lonnie Jr. right now. But then who's going to call the plays? Like that part of me doesn't make sense. Or they should already be out there looking for an O.C. Now Coach Bielema fired an O.C. after one year. It's not out of the realm of possibility to happen. But, you know, we, we can't just sit here and be like, fire, 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 fire. We have to battle through some of these things and realize what type of team we have and not rush things as this process is going. Trust the process. We don't have to worry about the outcome. If those players focus on the process and they focus on getting better and they're focusing on what's important now, the process and the end result will take care of itself. And as fans, we have to understand that as well. But as fans, you know, we want to score every single play. We want to stop them every single time. And I understand that, but we got to take a step back um so Illinois sitting at two and two they're two and one at home they start the big 10 play on their side next week as they play Purdue um or their next game is Purdue and they're rehearsing their old defensive coordinator and old linebackers coach and everything else so it's going to be a big time game it's going to be fun um they're going to be up for that game and it's going to be I think it'll be exciting um so thank anybody that popped in uh you know we did this live on YouTube. Um, thank anybody that watched and or listening. uh, check out all the affiliates in the description below, leave a comment in the comment section down below. Don't forget to like, and subscribe and share out. And don't forget to rate on Apple and iTunes. And you can rate it. If you listen on Spotify, you can rate it and everything on Spotify as well. Um, so that'll wrap up this episode. Check out all the other episodes too. There's a lot of good, um, interviews been released with college coaches all over the country and high school coaches all over the country from different topics. Go check them out. They're the best people. The people that come on are fantastic. Um, they, they give some great little nuggets and insights. So go check out those out. Um, so thank everybody again, and we'll see you guys next time.